Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Well, hello and welcome to The Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. It is a breezy evening in New York, but it is still blue skies up above. Floodlights are now on as the evening session is well underway. It has been a catch-up day, Catherine Whitaker, for this tournament. A catch-up day, the likes of which I, I, I'm struggling to remember anything quite so busy. We had 17 courts in action today. We had 87 matches on the order of play. I'd say they're about halfway through at the moment, maybe two-thirds of the way through. There's a good 20, 30, 40 matches still on the court at the moment. Um, there's been a lot happened. We will bring the very latest news at the end of this show uh, to summarise what's happened in the evening session. But for now, Catherine, before we head our separate ways, let's just have a little chat about what's already happened. Um, before we get on to that, Federer last night, when you and I went our separate ways yesterday, Federer was about to go on court. I don't think we could have expected quite such a pulsating match. Or did you think that we would get a five-setter? I thought we'd get a more pulsating match. I don't, I don't think it was brilliantly pulsating. The moments of pul- pulsing, pul- pulsatingness, pul- pulsy moments. Uh, but I, I expected maybe a sort of four-set pulsating match. I didn't expect a five-set, slightly odd. Look, I'm not saying I wasn't hugely gripped by it, and it, it, as I say, in the odd moment, particularly when TFO broke back in that fifth set when Federer was serving for it and his reaction. It was interesting. I was watching by that stage in my hotel room with ESPN commentary from John McEnroe. And it's funny, when he saw that reaction, he said, look, that's great, but there's too much adrenaline happening there. He's not going to be able to control his right arm. And so it proved, you know, got, got broken immediately uh, in the next game. So it it wasn't pulsating. Do you think it was pulsating? No, I thought it was one of the most uh, un- uninteresting five-set matches I think I've seen. Your description of it as an anti-classic, I thought was bang on the money. I love it. That's my new that's my new buzz term in tennis. It was absolutely an anti-classic. The sets were going by so quickly, um, and uh, I was struck by how spectacularly nervous I thought. Federer seemed spectacularly nervous and I sort of loved that 
So it just means he cares. Yeah, hard to believe a guy who's won as much as he has would get nervous. Now, today's tennis, Catherine, uh, in New York, day three, the 87 matches that we're well underway with. Um, <laughs> where do we start? What has, <laughs> what has taken well, your eye? Well, the thing is there hasn't... There have been so many matches in it, there hasn't really been a big story today, has there? I was actually just chatting um, to Nick Imerson, who's the, the chap from the ITF, who has the, 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 the toughest job in town, really, and yet is, is just the most delightful man uh, through it all, uh, who um, does air traffic control of all the uh, interviews and press conferences uh, that us lot request. And he was expecting his busiest day ever today and he actually said that there were just so many matches that uh, journalists were having to make um, some some pretty cutthroat decisions about what to cover and what not to cover um, and also that because there hadn't been any big stories there haven't been any sort of stop the presses clear out all the rooms we have to get this person in the main room unexpectedly you know there just hasn't been anything uh, like that obviously Sharapova winning the way she did was eye-catching because she didn't play particularly well um, she looked quite flat she looked uh, like she needed the atmosphere that she got on Monday night against Halep and wasn't getting it for for the best part of the set and a half I mean day sessions are different here um, Medenovic lost. That's sort of the, the biggest upset I can. But that doesn't feel like an upset. No, I mean she's lost five matches in a row now. I mean she's been woeful since the clay court season. I don't know what's happened to her. She should be better. There's a bit of um, Dominic team about her. She should be better on other surfaces than she is. She shouldn't think of herself as a, a specialist of uh, of any note. But, but yeah. like team, she's played too much. I think you know if you look at all those wins she had in the in the spring and in the summer. Uh, the early part of the summer, she's tired herself out. She's, she hasn't got enough left in the tank. Team, though, had a good win today, very straightforwardly over the young Australian Dimonar. Um Dimitrov, straightforward wins as Dimitrov well. Is, Dimitrov is great, now plays Rublev straight away tomorrow. He did a good job of getting that done very quickly because he's straight back on court, second on the temporary Louis Armstrong tomorrow against Rublev. That's going to be interesting, I think. Um, Rublev sort of um, died away from the next-gen scene somewhat uh, in the last few months. He's still only 19. The thing is, these guys were bigged up from from playgroup, weren't they? So if you, you think they should be older than they are. He's still only 19. Uh, beat Aliash Bedne very handily today, albeit an injured and uh, very dejected and sad Aliash Bedne. Um, so that could be interesting, but I still think, I still think Dimitrov's I don't think he's going to suffer a, a huge unexpected upset here like he has uh, at other slams. But whether he has enough to go all the way is another question for another day. But, but I, I think, think that could be an entertaining match, but Dimitrov will be OK. Somebody who did suffer an upset of sorts, Nick Kyrgios. And he got himself hurt again. He hurt his shoulder. Um, I, I, I saw a fair bit of the match. We were commentating on parts of it. He was giving his own running commentary through the match. I saw him have a 39-shot rally in the first game against John Millman, who played very well. He's one of these who just punches the clock. The, the complete opposite to Nick Kyrgios in just about every way. And 
He's been getting the same bus in as me every morning. He's an 8am kind of guy. Millman or Kyrgios? John Millman. I thought so. And, um, and he seemed so relaxed every day, just talking about Aussie rules football very loudly while I'm trying to get an extra 20 minutes of sleep in. <laughs> He's a lovely bloke, is uh, John Millman. I interviewed him at length at Wimbledon a couple of years ago when he was about to play against Andy Murray. Just a lovely bloke, who you, the sort of fellow you kind of want to do well because he, he's just a nice guy i think nick kyrgios kind of wanted him to do well well <laughs> judging by what he said at the net afterwards i would agree with you but again we seem to have, be having this conversation about kyrgios and and i saw quite a lot of arguments on twitter between you know very respected former players and observers people like paul McNamee who was sticking up for him and saying look he's injured that's all there is to it it's not about mentality it's about being injured but other people would say that yeah lots of people get injured and lots of people have an anti-inflammatory and then crack on but also look I come somewhere in the middle of those two I'm full of sympathy for him but (laughs) I I found today very very frustrating look he gets injured because of his mentality and his attitude towards sport or certainly a lot of it comes down to that I'm not you know obviously the the most professional people in the world still get injured there's a certain amount of luck etc but we all know he doesn't do the Pilates and he doesn't do you know we know what he's like we were getting some shots of him on the the practice court earlier uh, this morning before his match to use in our coverage he was out there for 15 minutes he barely hit a ball he didn't take his jacket off and it was it's been about 26 degrees today and he spent most of the time chatting to Gail Monfils next to him I mean on a match day I don't have a huge problem with that but he barely hit a ball David his coach wasn't even there his coach Sebastian Grosjean who I have my suspicions about whether he even is a coach I, I think maybe that's just to, to get us all off his off his well, what would he be doing there then his mate I don't know I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know that's just a theory look I mean Kyrgios said himself afterwards look you know he's probably too good for me Grosjean as a coach uh, and he was he did the full confessional uh, again we've heard that a few times now of, of, but, I, but I still think he I don't even know how on, I mean people say he's, at least he's being honest I'm not even sure he is being honest I think, it, I think it matters to him way more than he lets on I think he's probably working harder actually than he lets on but he's he's got problems I completely agree with you there he was he was a little bit unpleasant to a couple of journalists or, or certainly um yeah, well, a bit unpleasant to a couple of journalists in his press conference, and I just think that's a defence mechanism. He doesn't. He wants to sort of brush it off and shrug and and pretend that he's too cool for it. And and uh, yeah, I think it's a defence mechanism because I think he really, really does care. And he was booed onto court today, David. Oh, he, I don't like that. He was booed onto court, and I, look, I, we, I think we talked in uh, the the post Cincinnati pod that. They didn't take to him in, in Cincy, but we thought they would here in New York. I mean, surely he's got New York written all over him. And I just I can't fathom it, really. The, the, the double-armed embrace of Maria Sharapova and, and booing Nick Kyrgios onto court. Not that I'm comparing those two characters or situations in any way. I just can't really fathom that. And I think that probably got to him as well how could it not it is all a bit weird but anyway he is out well played uh, John Millman good win 
for him. Um, we've had victory for one Martin Del Potro. He took his time. I have to say he, he doesn't look like a contender to me for this title. Um, Sharapova, you mentioned, is through. Uh, who else has played? I mean, there's been so many matches today uh, of, of players that have they've managed to get through. And, um, and you know, it's, it's still going on. It's just buzzing this place right now. I think David Goffin won over Julian Benetton. He lost at least a set in that one. I think that was a good match we had uh, Gail Monfils and Jeremy Shardy played I think Monfils won but as is always the case in uh, matches between Frenchmen it was weird oh my my pick for uh, for the final Catherine <laughs> Agnieszka Radvanska won through 6-4-7-6 Svitolina was in trouble for a while she had to come out and only well uh, I'm sure she was hoping only play a tie break she came out leading by a set and 2-1 in the second set tie break and all of a sudden she had lost the second set tiebreak and she was a breakdown in the third. She really had to battle against Sonia Kova. Um, but she did battle. She was a bit grumpy out there, possibly. But I wondered if she was perhaps a bit annoyed that it was Yelena Ostapenko who's to finish match from yesterday got upgraded to uh, to the Arthur Ashe Stadium and not, not hers. I mean, I, I've got no issue with that decision, but equally I can see how a Svitolina might have felt a bit aggrieved by that I, d- I don't know it's just just a theory a couple of notable thrashings and incidentally Svetlana Kuznetsova survived in a third set tie break she was a breakdown at one point but a couple of notable thrashings one by John Isner who's won his first two matches in straight sets he's got a great opportunity I think at this tournament as long as he can keep himself out of five set classics I think he's got a real chance of making an impact here yeah, uh, and yeah. the other one is Petra Kvitova who showed no form at all and has just gone and destroyed Elise Cornet yeah, John Isner first. Um, yeah, he was great in Cincinnati and really ought to go on a run here. The only problem is he's in Sam Curry's quarter and I don't relish the prospect of an isner Query <laughs> quarterfinal. Um, I'm not sure um, any neutrals would... I mean, it's, it's just not a good match-up. That if you're going to have it anywhere, <laughs> this is probably the place to have it. Well, is it? Because it would be a divided crowd. I don't know. But yeah, I mean, he he looked really good today. I thought he um, might be a bit more troubled by Hyun Chung, and Petra Kvitova. Um, I, I find that a really interesting one because at, at Wimbledon for me, she was completely overhyped. I know uh, she won in she won in Birmingham and was showing some form, but for me, it, it was preposterous to think of her as the Wimbledon champion. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, and but here, I haven't heard her name mentioned once. Not once, and I, I think she's underhyped here. Nobody, nobody can seem to strike the right balance with Petra. Catherine calling me preposterous there, everybody. <laughs> just in case you didn't notice that, uh, we have had. Uh, uh, so, I mean, I mean, it's taken me forever just to <laughs> scroll down these results in order to give them to you. Eugenie Bouchard's uh, time on Arthur Ashe Stadium didn't last long. She lost in straight sets. Zverev is on court at the moment. Struggling. Borna Choric. Tell yeah, me. Yeah, it's not. It's not all happening for him just at the moment. He's he's one set all. Won the first set six three. Choric second set 7-5 four games all now in the uh, in the third set Down, downgraded and, uh, to which court today downgraded to the grandstand court from Arthur Ashvin those knee high socks look a little bit more silly on the grandstand court than on the Arthur Ashe court oh. I'm being um, I'm being facetious because uh, as much as I think objectively they are ridiculous he, he did kind of look cool I don't care because I feel like if you're prepared to do it 
Good for you, mate, is what I would say. I would do it if I was being paid what he's being paid to do it, and I think you would too, David, and I think we'd all probably... Let's do a Kickstarter for that. <laughs> yeah, oh, my I goodness. I did, couldn't even finish my sentence before the, the idea popped in. I was going to say, I think we'd all chip in a few quid, and then I thought, wow, that, that facility exists. You don't want to be watching me in knee-high socks or any socks that show my legs. Anyway, uh, well, there's just so many matches going on. I don't know what else to say because there's so many. Marin Cilic is currently on court 17, 4-2 up. I think Marin Cilic, he didn't impress totally in the the first round, but provided he's physically okay, he... He could win this title. I Venus think. Williams is 5-3 up in the first set Williams. on the Arthrash Stadium against Ocean Dodin. Dodin, who's very much all or nothing. If, if, they, if they go in, great. If they don't, it's pretty ugly. Yeah, that's right. Break point for Alexander Zverev. We've got Carl Edmund, who's 6-5 up, who is serving for the first set against Steve Johnson. I mean, you know, you probably know a lot of these results already. We're just giving you a flavour of what it's like out here. I mean, we're sitting outside the press room, floodlights on. It's warm enough to be short-sleeved right now, a bit of a breeze. But every single court around us is full not only of people watching, but of matches going on. I mean, it is, uh, it's quarter past eight in the evening. Uh, it's just a fantastic atmosphere at the US Open right now. I, myself, or Catherine, will be back with you in just a moment or two to give you the results, the important results of the rest of the day. Catherine, anything else to add before I run for the bus? Well, I was just going to say that maybe we should mention that Jeannie Bouchard lost since she was given Arthur Ashe billing. She lost. Yeah, well, pretty straightforwardly, actually. And she said she was also confused as to why she was put on Arthur Ashe. Well, fair enough to her for that, then. Um, but, yeah, those things happened today. And uh, Catherine Whitaker has been on telly since the, since about seven this morning. Uh, so it's been a long old day, a fun day, though. And uh, I'll be back, or Catherine will be back, to give you the details of the rest of the day very soon. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. 
Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. So the evening session is now at a close and 87 matches have indeed been played. What an extraordinary day of tennis we have had and the evening session has provided a few shocks as well. First and foremost, Alexander Zverev, the man that so many people thought would go all the way through that bottom half of the draw, well he's out. And uh, I'm not too pleased about it because I had him in the final in my prediction. So that's not gone too well. Um, he was beaten in four sets by Borna Chorich, who really has been in his shadow in recent years. They came up together in many ways and they were regarded as the next big things at the same time. And Borna Chorich has rather disappeared off the radar to some degree. And he's been outshone by Zverev, but... He beat Zverev in four sets today, and I think that's a big shock, and, and that will be a huge disappointment to Zverev, and a, and a question mark, frankly. I mean, I'm sure he will get there eventually, but he's still yet to deliver at the Grand Slam stage. He's lost too many of these sort of matches, and he's not really living up to the hype just at the moment. Elsewhere, Kyle Edmund completed a straight sets win over Steve Johnson of the United States. I think that's a superb win for Edmund. He hasn't dropped a shot, a set so far in this tournament, and you know, that's impressive because he's come straight off the back of the Winston-Salem tournament where he qualified and won all those matches to reach the semis and he's backed it up. Now he will face the winner of Denis Shapovalov and Joe Wilfred Songer. Who won that? Little Denis. Little Dennis won. 18 years of age, he beat Joe Wilfred Songer, a former Australian Open runner-up in uh, 2008. Well, he beat him in straight sets. And again, hugely impressive win that is for, for Shapovalov, benefiting, I think, probably from having come all the way through the qualifying. But the bottom line is that's the first time he's ever been on the Arthur Ashe Stadium court and he just tore it up. He loves the occasion. He he relishes it. You can see there's no shrinking in the spotlight for this kid. He just loves it. And the crowd loves him. And that is a big-time win over Joe Wilfred Songer. On the women's side of the draw, a, a very straightforward win for Garbina Muguruza, who uh, is through 6-4, 6-love, and just looks better and better with every passing day, quite honestly, does Muguruza, and she is the the standout player in the women's draw. There's no question about it. Another shock is the demise of Caroline Wozniacki here. Former world number one, she'd been playing well. She's reached six finals this year. Well, she ain't reached in this final because she was beaten by Ekaterina Makarova in three sets. Makarova these days coached by Nigel Sears, and they've had some great results, results since they got together. It looked like it might be rather more more straightforward with Makarova serving for the match at 5-4 in the second set. Wozniacki fought a heart out, got through and won the second set tie break, but eventually it was Makarova who won the third 6-1. So that's the day's play done. 
What does that mean for Thursday? What have we got to look forward to on Thursday? It starts on the Arthrash Stadium with Alina Svitolina, who was a, a little fortunate, I think, to beat Katarina Siniakova today. She's up against Evgenia Rodina, who beat Eugenie Bouchard earlier today. Then it's Karolina Pliskova against uh, the American Nicole Gibbs, followed by a certain Mr. Roger Federer against a 65-year-old Mikhail Yuzhny. At least that's what he feels like he is anyway. Uh, that's uh, Yeah, there's a lot of years on the court between those two. Can't see usually causing Federer too many problems. Evening session, Coco Vandewey, who beat Alison Risk today. She's up against Angebeur of uh, Tunisia. And then it's Nadal, Rafael Nadal against Taro Daniel. Can't see Nadal having too many problems in that one. There's uh, Yelena Rostopenko on the Louis Armstrong court against Serana Kastea. There's Andre Rublev against Grigor Dimitrov. Now, that is a match I would love to see as Rublev is starting to come into his own now. He won the tournament in Umag a few weeks ago and he thrashed Alej Bedene today, who was injured, unfortunately, for him. Um, Dimitrov in great form, but that one could be a test if uh, Rublev can play his best stuff. Dominic Team against Taylor Fritz is another one of a similar ilk, really. You've got the, the sort of the present generation of young players in team and Dimitrov up against the the real next gen of Teda Fritz and Andre Rublev. So that'll be interesting to keep an eye on as well. And then on the grandstand courts, there's various players like Gail Monfils against Donald Young. There's Barbara Stritzova playing. There's one Martin Del Potro. And so there is loads and loads of tennis to look forward to. But with the time well after midnight here in New York, we will leave you for another day here on the Tennis Podcast. Thanks for your company. As always, we're brought to you in association with The Telegraph and with Eurosport. Do watch Eurosport's coverage tomorrow. Get the Eurosport player if you want to watch the rest of the US Open. There's a, an offer on of 9.99 until the end of September. All the articles you could possibly want to read are on the Telegraph website, so go and have a look at that. But for now, from me, David Law and Catherine Whittaker, she'll be back tomorrow. We'll speak to you soon. 